Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Welcome to WriteCast, a casual conversation for serious writers, a monthly podcast by the Walden University Writing Center. I'm Claire Helikoski. And I'm Casey Walls. In this episode, Claire and guest Amy Baki discuss their experiences learning second languages in the context of tips for Walden students. Welcome. Today, we'll be welcoming guest to the podcast, Amy Baki. Amy is a senior writing instructor here at Walden and has been working here for almost seven years. We've invited Amy to join us today to discuss her work with multilingual students and her own experiences learning and writing in a language other than her first. Amy, could you tell us a little bit about your language experience, both teaching and learning? Sure, and thanks for having me. Well, I started learning Spanish in high school, but only for a couple of years. And then when I arrived at college, I was required to test into a level of Spanish and I didn't even test out of the first semester course. <laughs> However, uh, having the base knowledge from high school, my first semester of Spanish was pretty easy. And I actually ended up being the person in class who could help others understand when they were struggling. And I think this experience of catching on and, and being able to help others was rather formative in deciding to then study Spanish as a major and go on to tutor and teach both Spanish and ESL or English as a second language. And then later on in undergrad, I studied abroad in Spain. And then in grad school, I studied and worked in Chile. So I had more substantial opportunities to practice and use the language in context. And as I alluded to, I've also taught English learners. My master's degree is in teaching English as a second language. And I've taught English to people who are just beginning to learn the language, as well as many students, um, especially at Walden, who are quite proficient in their learning of English and wanting to refine their language knowledge and, and writing skills. I've worked with students from dozens of different language backgrounds, and here at Walden, I've created a number of the resources that are especially for our language learner students. Thanks so much for sharing, Amy, and I will link to some of those resources at in our show notes for this podcast in case you're interested. I have a little bit of experience myself, but nothing nearly as extensive. <laughs> I studied French in high school for four years, and my bachelor's degree is actually a dual degree in both creative writing and French linguistics. So for that degree, I wrote a lot of papers in French, I read a lot of French texts, and I studied abroad in Paris. All right, let's talk a little bit about what was most challenging for us as secondary language learners. Sure. I think a lot of it has to do with the use of the language in different contexts. Well, I learned what might be called kind of like by the book Spanish. When I was out in the world using the language, I found that I lacked some of the conversational language, which varies significantly by region. So there was a lot of listening and observing of things like, you know, how do friends greet each other here as opposed to, you know, how I learned it from my class or, or in a lesson? And how should I interact differently with my professor, for example, or the family I lived with? And having the, the language to use in those contexts was important. So I think it all gets down to some of the nuance of language um, and the, the tone or the register used in different contexts. And it seems like there are many layers to learn. And so it's not just as straightforward as vocabulary and grammar. 
That's a really good point. And that was my experience living abroad, too, was that how I actually interacted with other people and how other people spoke was very different from how I had learned French in in my coursework or how I was expected Mm -hmm. to write French in my coursework. Uh, So that's something good, I think, for Walden students to pay attention to, too, right, is there's kind of different tones of a language and to be aware of when using which tone is more appropriate. For me, learning vocabulary and trying to memorize phrasing that was slightly different than what I was used to in English was the most challenging. For example, in French and English, the preposition used with certain words tend to be different. Uh, In French, you think to something rather than about something. So small nuances like that where there's just not really a rule. You just have to memorize it and hear what sounds right. We're, we're frustrating for me, but mm-hmm. did get a lot better with time and kind of continued exposure. Amy, what did you find most useful as you were learning and writing in a secondary language? Great question. You know, I think I touched on this in for the previous question, but I think probably doing a lot of observing. Um, and by this, I mean, both, you know, listening and watching as well as reading. Immersing myself in in the place and the context was kind of a a learn by force experience. (laughs) But I think it was so much more effective for me than if I were to just kind of, you know, stay in my in my home space and electively read or watch something. So, you know, and, and I think it takes a lot of time and effort doing that, you know, whether it's being in the environment or doing reading. I think especially for Walden students, doing a lot of reading in in their discipline is really important because I think that that is, is really kind of how we can pick up little bits and pieces of, of how is language used in, you know, for this purpose and in this context. Yes, I agree. Uh, Reading and really paying attention as much as you can to what's around you were really important and helpful to me. I found that reading aloud in particular really helped develop my ear and eye for, for French. So seeing the way that things were strung together, but also hearing it as I read it to myself out loud helped me notice when I was using phrasing that was a little bit off and maybe I couldn't say why, but just kind of having that instinct comes with time and and that practice of reading. So sometimes when I would notice that something was off in my own writing, I would do some Googling for phrasing uh, or review my dictionary or even talk to a friend about it. But often I would notice at least enough to know that there was something I needed to revise on my own. You can't truly hope to eliminate all instances of minor phrasing issues when you're learning a secondary language. It's just, and I know that's discouraging to hear, but it's just not going to happen. And I think, although that sounds discouraging, it's actually encouraging because it releases you from this, you know, kind of complete perfectionism that's not necessarily realistic. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's focus a little bit more on our students. Amy, do you have any advice for Walden students in particular? You know, one thing I I know I didn't do enough of was reading and analyzing texts in my second language. For example, uh, I, I was a student in Chile taking master's level classes in Spanish. I would write academic papers, but I think I always wrote them with my understanding of expectations for writing a paper in English, like the norms of what academic writing looks like in English, but just with Spanish words and grammar. And, you know, quite honestly, maybe the norms for academic papers in English and Spanish context aren't all that different, but I also don't think I ever dug in enough to know for sure. 
So what I'd recommend is for Walden students to check out the Walden Writing Center resources that are more about the overall composition of a paper to understand what are the expectations in this genre or context, as in, in academic writing in English, you know, what do introductions or body paragraphs typically look like in, in an academic paper or an essay? What's the expectation for the overall organization of an essay for things like presenting an argument and following up evidence with analysis? Some of these ideas about norms and expectations may vary from one academic context to another and from language to language. You know, as there there isn't really a, a right or wrong way to communicate, it's more so a matter of norms for for that context or for that genre. And unfortunately, sometimes these norms are kind of implied or not explicitly stated. So, you know, kind of digging in and and learning more about them will be an important part of that learning process. Yeah, I think that's a really important process for a lot of students uh, who are, you know, even just coming back to academic writing. It's kind of its own genre in a lot of ways. And the writing we do at Walden is specific to APA style. So there are a lot of little kind of things to learn and focus on, as you mentioned, with those implied, you know, structures or expectations that are good to review. My advice for Walden students is a little bit similar to yours, which is to write in English, think in English, read aloud in English as much as possible to stretch this kind of muscle in your brain. I also recommend turning on words, English grammar and spell check, since that can catch a lot of small things and underline them for you so that you can, you know, kind of pay attention and make those revisions. My other piece of advice is to not get discouraged. Learning another language and writing and thinking in another language is really hard. And students should feel proud that they are brave enough to work towards a degree in a secondary language. Mm-hmm. All right. So I thought it might be fun to share a funny language story since we have a little bit of time. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's see. Most of mine have to do with food, <laughs> of course. When I, let's see, when I lived with a host family in Spain, we were having lunch and, and my host mom told me what we were having. And it it was kind of an earlier point in my language learning process. And, and I wasn't sure what the word meant. So after lunch, I went down to my room and grabbed my dictionary. Well, she told me the main entree was lomo, but I thought I remembered that she said lobo. And if you know Spanish, or maybe if you like Shakira, you might know that lobo means wolf. So <laughs> I met up with my friend's later that day and I told them that I was just served wolf for lunch and everyone couldn't even believe it. And only later did I recognize the similarities between the the words and and realized what I had actually had was a, a cut of pork rather than wolf. And I think something similar happened at least a couple of other times that semester. But, you know, kind of a one of those things that that you don't forget. <laughs> Word mix-ups are often a really funny part of learning a language, and it's important to embrace the funny parts of learning yeah. a language, I think. As some of you may know, in, in French, uh, like in Spanish, they have gendered articles. So I was out for pizza with a friend, and I asked for un, un craft d'eau, which means a, a carafe of water. And the server laughed at me and said uh, very nicely, un carafe d'eau, it's a girl. And I was a little bit embarrassed at the time, uh, but... <laughs> Gendered nouns are one of those things that take practice to learn, and I will never forget that particular one again <laughs> after that incident. So, you know, you can take, you can learn from those those moments when you make a, a funny mistake as well. Well, thanks so much again for coming, Amy. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. 
And remember, Walden students, keep working hard, practicing, and paying attention to what you hear, see, and read in your secondary languages. And we at the Writing Center are here to help too. Again, you can look at our show notes for links to some of our great resources for secondary language learners and multilingual students. So until next time, keep writing, keep inspiring. WriteCast is a monthly podcast produced by the Walden University Writing Center. Visit our online writing center at academicguides.waldenu.edu slash writing center. Find more WriteCast episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast app. We would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our blog and at writing support at waldenu.edu. Thanks for listening.